0: G'day trendsetters, this is episode 652 of the Transmove podcast. My name is Tim Egg and if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website www.transmove.com or send me through an email tim at www.tim.transmove.com And from Monday, I'm going to start blogging on coronavirus.com if you're remotely interested in following my training for a full year leading into an Ironman which hopefully will result into a a a lifetime peak fitness and be a Kona slop. So, yeah, from Monday, I'll start pumping away. Um, what else has been going on? One thing I I generally do, if unless I'm training with another person or I'm swimming, um, take away those two things. I've generally got music playing in my ears 100% of the time that I train, and a lot of the time when I'm not training. <laughs> it's kind of, you know, it just helps motivate me drive me i listen to a lot of podcasts but generally never while i'm training music's generally the, the main thing and while i have my main go-to bands that i play especially when um yeah i'm either lying to myself and i'm thinking i'm motivated or i'm looking for motivation um but generally i i, I naturally gravitate to heavier music that's kind of what i'm thinking that's kind of what i'm into maybe maybe once a year you might hear me listening to hip-hop for a little bit but it's maybe maybe once a year but it's generally heavier music i'm into but it's not uncommon for me to listen to a wide range of music so for instance i could be listening like today i was listening to um pennywise and uh, during a bike ride and then after a couple of hours later i'm knocking around in the kitchen and i'm i've got johnny cash playing so there is a wide variety of music i do to play you but um But generally, music. And when I'm at home, um, if I haven't gone to work at bloody, you know, Sparrows at like bloody four or five in the morning, um, and I'm actually home in the kitchen at the same time everyone else is getting ready for school and work. I'll always play music in the the kitchen area, and it's generally, 90% of the times it's either a 70s, 80s, or 90s playlist, something soft, it just generally takes a lot of the stress out of the house, there's a, there's a, a lot of the, have you seen my jumper, no I haven't, Where's my jumper? I put it down. It's my jumper lost? And you're like, have you checked your bag? Yeah, it's not in my bag. Okay, why don't you go check your school bag just to be on the safe side? It's not in my school bag. And just to find it seconds later, it's in your school bag. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I generally play music. It quietens the house nicely. And things just run smoother. Anyway, the other day, I kind of just, ha- I was wanting to listen to Elvis Presley. It, it was just that... I just had this little thing in my head to go. Yeah, I could do with some Elvis about now, and so I played. So I put a put Elvis on the on the speakers, and and uh, my son walks into the room and he goes, "Oh, what is that?" And I go, "Mate, it's the King. It's the King of Rock and Roll." Oh, that's horrible. Oh, he it should go back into the 90s, that's where it should be left, no, <laughs> mate, the 90s, I think this song was actually recorded in the 50s, <laughs> it was thrown all right back that it, this song was recorded and played and performed in the night, in the late 50s, and, um, but it kind of got me thinking, you know, when I was, you know, his age, uh, the olden days was like the 60s, and, and, it's kind of progressed that he in his opinion he's the olden days are in the 90s which which is tough for me seeing as i spent my entire teens in the 90s and yeah it's i haven't quite quite um come to reality that that kit that teenagers think my my teens were the olden days so I'm, I'm sure they're going to ask me, my kid's going to ask me, you know, how was the First World War when I was a teen back in the 90s or something. Anyway, today's question comes from David, who sent me a cool email, who I'll just shorten up this a little bit. So uh, David's a weekend warrior mountain bike rider and who's just started running. And, and the good thing about this is um, he was told that, um, some time ago that he was never going to really run again because of his Achilles issues. I'd love to know more about your Achilles issues because um, I've been having Achilles issues for the last few years, but I think I'm on top of them now. Um, but I'd like to know, was it a rupture or what was it? Because um, anyway, I can, I can go into Achilles talks for hours. Um, anyway, uh, I am looking at doing my first Athlon in January, Santa Summit. Um so the, that's a 5 km run, 22 km mountain bike, 10 km run off it with a with a 1000 m ascent. Bloody hell mate. You must be what are you throwing your mountain bike over your shoulder and climbing a ladder. That's a f- that's a decent amount of climbing over 22 km. Um <laughs> that's that's a that's a fair whack of um and, and to give some content Seventy point three, Tasmania. Uh, that's um, classes the hilliest half Ironman course in in Australia. Uh, it's got a thousand meters of elevation, over ninety kilometers, and the amount of people that were carrying on like pork chops about how hilly that course was, and you're gonna and you're gonna do it over twenty two kilometers. That's that's a that's a good challenge. Uh, you always talk about fun, and once you heard this race, you said, "Heck yeah!" love that um, can't wait to do the podcast I'm just sh- I need to do some research I'm just arming and ironing my way through your thing um, I'm really curious about different types of transitions and how they differ at different types of races. Any tips and tricks? Never done one, so you're right. Uh, the um, transition areas do differ greatly from race to race, from your club level, where there's you know two racks um, uh, up versus a whole Ironman where they've got a big tent. Um, Rows and rows and, rows and 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 rows of um bikes and you don't keep or you don't keep your stuff on your, you know next to your bike you got half i um transitions or bigger event transitions um that you keep your stuff next to your bike like shoes and stuff um so th- it, there is a, a wide range but um But uh, the one thing I do like is, uh, and I'll I'll start from big and work my way down because it it just feels like easier. So for an Ironman transition area, you're going to get two bags, for instance. And I know this isn't your race, but I'll just say it in general terms. You you generally get given bags, one for transition, one one for transition two, and and things you need for those um, you chuck in your bag, and they'll get hung up in a particular spot, which you will hang hang them up generally yourself, so you know exactly where to go. So you come out of the water, you know exactly where to grab your bag, you run into the tent, you whip your wetsuit off, you put you know whatever the hell you you need, and then you run to your bike and off you go. Um, it's but generally. But I'll go into my generally speaking soon. Um, I can get, you know, sidetrack left, right, and center. Um, for half Ironman events, you're generally going to keep your shoes um, and all that hat and stuff next to your bikes. And a lot of other, you know, most other races under an Ironman, you do that. Um, and so so you're not running into a, t- into a tent and showing your bag full of crap to a, a volunteer to, you know get them to put that stuff away Um, so you're more self-sufficient on anything under an Ironman I do think um, anything you it was always taught to me um, by Alan Pittman, my old coach Um, there's no it was at Ironman Australia um, Jason Shortus, a great Australian legend um, was racing and he said there's no reason why your transition time can't be the same time as Jason Shortus and there's a lot of truth to that, which he wasn't saying, you know, you got to run at his pace into the water or anything. He's saying, don't muck around in there. Just... Grab what you need and go. Anything you need on that bike should already be attached to that bike. Your shoes should be attached and already clipped into your pedals. Your nutrition should already be stuck to your um, bike. So you're not grabbing it out of the bag and putting it into your back pocket and, and mucking around that way. It should be already attached. So all you have to do is run through run through transition, grab your T1 bag. A lot of transition um, at Ironman will make you now put your helmet inside your bag. Um, in Australia, anyway, so you've got you, so you've got no choice but to have a transition one bag. If you didn't have to do that, I wouldn't have one because um, everything I need. Well, actually, I would have one because I've got to put my wetsuit into it after <laughs> after the thing. But I have nothing in it. But the, the last couple of um, races, you actually had to keep your aero helmet. Yeah, we'll keep your helmet in there and put your helmet on as you're running there and off you go i used to be able, i used to keep my sunglasses on the bike as, itself as well um down the little chute of um the bike bottle the the um yeah your bike bottle cage it used to slip right in between that just one of the arms and i used to put it on as i was riding out of you know out of town um but um but now i don't but anyway um that, that's beside the point Um, so anything you need for the bike should be already attached to the bike Um, and I get get that people get worried about especially if they haven't practiced and you should be practicing getting on and off your bike with um, you know to clip your shoes on and the best way to do this really is keeping your shoes attached to your bike at all times the only times those shoes need to come off is when it's time to clean your bike and now you being a mountain biker I, I, I you're probably going to unclip them all the, uh, just about after every ride to clean your bike. But um, in no, normal transition terms, in triathlon terms, just keep your bike, um, your shoes, connected to your bike all the time. So you start every ride barefoot or with your socks on, just start pedaling with your feet on top of your shoes and bring them in as you're going start if you're not confident do this on the trainer at first get used to that and then you can start slowly adding that onto onto the road and as you're finishing each ride unclip, unclip you know pull your feet out of your shoes ride for 100 meters on the thing and then start run off the bike and now if you don't have a run off the bike just throw three run steps into it and now you're off the bike you've just practiced that mountain dismount of that bike and if you go to any race whether it's your local sprint distance or an Man, you're going to see the the two biggest places where people muck up the most is mounting their bike and dismounting their bikes and it and you see this even with pros pros level bloody Jan Fredino struggled getting onto his bike the at the PTO event but we're, but we you see it all the time um generally generally the pros are normally pretty good but it, you see um a lot a lot of people a lot of age groupers not practice it so they think oh yeah i got this and they they you know it turns into a dog's breakfast real quick there and then when because everything you've need for the bikes already attached to your bike for for the race please please please, please please do this in training at the exact same time. Practice that at least once a month, three times, whatever. It doesn't matter as long as you've practiced it a few times. So anything that you're going to have on race day, practice it during training because the amount of crap that falls off people's bike during a race, especially in that first um, 1 to 20 kilometers of the bike, there's crap Everywhere beautiful um, hydration systems look like they've just still got the price tag on them. They're brand new, um, clearly brought the day before the race, and they just haven't practiced with it or tightened it on properly. Or, you know, and they've come off, and the, the person's just looked at it and gone, Oh, bugger this, and they just kept riding. A um, lot of nutrition falls down on the ground, um, sunglasses. Um, tubes, uh, two cylinders, they're just, um, just, it's, it's bloody, you, I would imagine if I had a, if, if I had a local bike shop, I would be sending, you know, I'd be walking those first couple of, first 10Ks and picking up all the crap and reselling it into my shop. It's um, pre- pretty crazy, but in those big transitions, um if you you should walk those transitions a few times make sure you know where you are but if you're really new or you're not 100 percent confident with it go get yourself go to the party shop get yourself a helium balloon and stick that on the pole where your bike going to be located so as you run in out of the water or in your case running from the run into transition area you or you don't have to think you've eliminated the, the crap Where's my bike? What row is it? Where? What rack? Am I looking for my footy team's towel on the ground or what? Um, you just run directly towards that, um, towards that helium balloon that's floating up in the air. Um, what I what I would always do generally first with this races where I've you know got all my crap next to me, um, I like to be quite mature and show my age, and I like to have a dirty rotten big either Wiggles towel or dora the explorer towel or one of the kids towels so i I would generally lie down where my bike's going to be so when i run either in to transition to um yeah running the transition to with my bike i can all all i'm all i need to do uh, i have a rough idea where it is i just got to look for that dora the explorer towel (laughs) and it it, it, while everyone else has their footy team towels or 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 no towels at all there so that's kind of what I, i i set out there um, but the secret is, um, don't have a tea party in there. You, 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 that you, you it's free time what you can gain in there. Again, I was talking about Alan Pittman. He said to me at the exact same conversation when he said I need to be um, have the same transition as Jason Shortest. He said if you. You know, most of the most of the people, um, the bulk of it is going to come into transition. Um, he was talking about the Ironman. So he's saying between one hour and an hour and 20, you, that transition area is going to be packed. The tent's going to be packed. If you don't muck around and you just, you know, make this as quickly as humanly possible, you can jump 50 slots in a space of, you know under two minutes sort of thing in two minutes Uh, some transitions are massive so it's going to take five minutes for a fast transition in some in some of these cases Um, but you can jump like 50 slots in in one hit just because it, you walk in there and people are having chats about the swim, and ah, oh, you see Dave out there. Oh, I thought he was drowning, and uh, you know they're having just having a full conversation. And, and a couple of times, I've had um, athletes will do a fifteen minute like these are athletes I coach, and um, they will do a fifteen minute transition. I'm thinking, what the hell are they doing in there? I'm still waiting for the tracker to click. You know, have they? May, maybe there's something wrong with their tracker. There, I'm. You you what they shouldn't be in there still, and you know they, I don't know, have a tea party or something. But there's no reason why you need to be spending time in there. It's a race; you got to get to the finishing line as quickly as possible. And so, um, I don't think I've jupiter alo- enough. It's, it's lo- as long as um, as long as you practice what you're going to do on race day, because. We all think we've we've got crap. We're we're a lot better than what we are, and we all think we've got better memories than what we have. And 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 it's we're we're quite a flawed flawed little you know device when you think about it. So as long as you realise you're in a race, you get in and out as quickly as possible. Make sure you know you're not mucking around. If you guys have any other questions, jump on through to the website. Trent dot com. Hero.